Welcome to Houndsy, the Steel Army Podcast. I'm Dan Yost, and with me in a crowded uh, podcasting house, if you will, I got three good buddies with me. Lean off the introductions, uh, we got ourselves a yak in the house. Yak, what's good, my man? Yost, my neck hurts from headbanging at a metal festival the other day, and I'm sad that I now can't not be sore after a show anymore. Where was the uh, Where was this metal festival at? I was at uh, I was at the Craft House, which is in like Baldwin or something oh, down yeah, in the yeah, South yeah. Hills area. They they have metal fests at, at the Craft House. Uh, I should say it's more of a show, but yeah, they do. It was it was a pretty good pretty good concert, but uh, it's leaving me a little uh, sore the next day, and that sucks. It's uh, it's the the perils of getting a bit older. And I think you might be the youngest person on this podcast, but uh, age comes for us all, unfortunately. Undefeated is the uh, is time gets us all. Uh, and someone who hopefully will have something less bleak when I give their introduction, Starino. What's up, my man? Not much, and as weird as it is, for as unprepared as I came for this podcast, Yak stole to the T my same exact complaint. I went to a concert Monday night and had banged too hard. And I uh, was pretty hungover at work all day yesterday with a sore neck. <laughs> I might have gave myself a plash. <laughs> was your metal show also at the Craft House? Nah, stage A. Oh, a little more traditional but, uh, of a venue. Yeah, I did not uh, come prepared for uh, Yak to steal my introduction, but here we are. <laughs> so Sorry, t- buddy. So time is coming <laughs> for everyone in the way of sore necks after a metal show. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, making the special guest appearance on Houndsy, we got Shoes. Shoes is with us. Shoes, how was your metal show experience this past weekend? Uh, I feel I feel kind of left out. Me as the person that goes to all the concerts, as you all know, uh, I did not go to a show in the past week. So it's odd that everybody else did, but I did not. So, when's, when's the last time you've been to a metal show? A metal show specifically? Yes. Oh boy, you're putting me on the spot. Uh, wow. Heck, it's it's we been... Gone, uh, we going pre-COVID? Oh, no, 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 no. March 15th. <laughs> We're going back a month. Or hey, two. That's We're a, going back two, two months. months. Yeah, that's a, lo- that's a long time for me. Right. I mean, I, I went to a non-metal show since then, but... That's, you specifically said metal, so I, did. I had to go with that. I have my first two concerts that I will be going to post, uh, well, as best post-COVID we could be uh, next month, and I'm really excited. But they are not metal shows, and my neck will probably not be hurting afterwards. Say la vie. Yeah, my legs just hurt because it's standing for an extended period of time, and I got so used to not standing for so long. Fair enough. It's the yeah, you have to get the your show legs back underneath you. Yeah, literally. Mm. And well, supporters' legs to stand in the section all all night as well. That's true. You think one would get you pre- prepared for the other, but maybe not. No. Well, as uh, as surprising as this may be, this is this is not concert talk on Houndsy. We uh, we do discuss the hounds every once in a while, and sadly, we have to discuss a a river hound's loss. The uh, the beloved went down to St. Petersburg, Florida, dropped a three-one decision uh, to the Rowdies. 
goal by uh, Alex Dixon to lead it off, but then after that, uh, it all went the went the wrong direction. And um, yeah, a lot a lot of thoughts on that one and uh, how that game went. But uh, let's start with let's start with Yak. What was your 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 top line takeaway from from the loss in Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay was always going to be tough, and I didn't. I assumed that they were going to hold possession and run play as much as they had. They we always tend to play on the counter with them. It just seemed like we really couldn't get much going outside of like the five minutes surrounding the goal we scored really early. I was all positive after the first ten or fifteen minutes. It looked like oh we're we're really controlling play, and then we just failed to do so for the entire rest of the game. Do you feel like the like the the turn on that came at, at the goal or was it? I actually think we kind of started playing well, like at the goal. Um, like for the next couple minutes, we had lots of deep chances, um, good crosses, good through balls, and then Tampa kind of figured us out more or less and really shut us down for the next better part of an hour. Yeah, I mean that's probably the, the the fair way of doing. It. I thought they were. I thought the Pounds were the better team leading up to the goal, and I I kind of took it more as once the goal went in. I think it's a little lazy to say the Hounds just eased off a little bit, but I I don't feel like they carried the momentum from having the goal well. Um, Starino, what um, what was your takeaway from the from the game? Was it was it a matter of just playing well for a while and then playing less well for the second half of the game, or, or something else? No, nah, I would say exactly that. Um, I mean, I I really didn't watch the entire game. I watched some highlights and kind of fast forwarded through the game here and there because I I was uh, camping over the weekend. But uh, yeah, from what I saw, I mean, it looks like we we came out. Guns blazing. Obviously, we scored pretty early in the game off that deflection. Like I think it was what ninth or tenth minute or something like that of the game. But yeah, from then it just seemed like kind of Tampa had our number, scored three unanswered goals, and just took the momentum out of us. Shoes. Any any other competing thoughts to, to what's been thrown out so far, or, or much the same from you? Uh, I'll just say much the same, but that's because I unfortunately was gone all day uh, Saturday at a wedding and have not had any time to even go back and watch any of the game. All right. Fantastic. (laughs) I know. Great time to have me on, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's always a good time to get get some more shoes. Statman brings it in. (laughs) A lot of friend one, you had uh, Williams Ordonez Wheat, in the back, Dos Santos, Rivera, Griffin, Dixon, and then uh, it was Forbes, Cicerone, who was the goal scorer, and 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 Dequa up there as well. Uh, and uh, with Dequa being on to start, that means Dane Kelly was on the bench to start. Probably a bit of a surprise there. But that now means it's, it was away at Louisville and away at Tampa that has Dane Kelly starting on the bench. That raise anyone else's eyebrows or just mine? Nope. <laughs> Not surprised it's, by I, that I at thought, all. <laughs> I thought I thought it was surprising. I'll, I'll agree with you on on the surprising part of that. 
I just I don't know if it's a if it's a controlling minutes type of thing or you know you never know if there's you know little little knocks that uh, that come throughout the season that, that we just will never hear about but two of what's got to be your bigger bigger road games and and your your prize offseason signing is is starting on the bench so I just Bob doing Bob things maybe. Yeah, and I don't necessarily see, uh, you know, it, it's nothing against Dane, but he's not one that I see like, oh, here he's coming on for the last fifteen to boost the uh, boost the offense. I mean, yeah, he's a he's obviously a great offensive player, but that's just not the guy that you think of in that position, especially in like you said, the arguably the two biggest road games we've had to this point. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but it, it, I mean, is it it? And yeah, we'll throw this one to you. Is it is it just nothing more than Bob's gonna do Bob stuff, or or should we try to be finding some deeper meaning to it? I think it's more. I think it's a load management situation. He just wants to keep the minutes as uh, minimal. I don't want to say minimal, but. Um, as limited as possible. I, I don't think he thinks that Dane Kelly can last an hour every week, I guess. Just, I don't know, age catching up to him or something too. But I've it's been like that since the beginning of the season. It's, it's always been uh, not starting back-to-back games, et cetera. Was it maybe poorly planned because we might need more firepower for these two tougher road games? Uh, it's, it's possible. Um, but we also played midweek before Louisville. So it, it just it might just be a, a, a situational thing. I don't think it's too much to read into it. That's just not the player they're making Dane Kelly out to be. Correct. My guess. I mean, I just you think you want your 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 big players in the big games, but the other part of it is is Bob has forgotten more about about soccer than the four of us will ever even begin to know. So in Bob, we trust. Uh, I guess the other question that comes out of this game for, for me is uh, Jamali Waite getting back with a, with another start again is this keeper rotation or this keeper coin flip or however you want to, however you want to phrase it. Uh, were, was a lot of that on him? No. Um, but he, Definitely didn't do much to 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 stand out in the game as well. Uh, Steve, what um, where does where does the keeper situation fall to you now? I mean, I think it's still just kind of in Bob. We trust he's just playing whoever looks good that week in practice. I mean, I actually was a little bit surprised at seeing Jamali in that. I would have expected to see Silva personally. Uh, yeah. What uh, does this do? Anything to change your 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 thought on on what the depth chart is? If if the depth chart is even solidified yet, still. I don't know if Bob's going to agree with me, but I am personally now leading towards weight. I, I I'm favoring him more than uh, Silva a little bit at this point, and I uh, he made a couple really good bang bang saves in the first half. Uh, kind of similar to what he did the last time we saw him. The, well, the second to last time we saw him at the Open Cup game at Cincy. Um, 
also with his distribution is probably more consistent, I think, than Silva. Uh, I'm leaning on him more. I would like to see Wade move to slightly. I, I want him to start more games and not at this point. Any calls from from either of you to the anyone here on to uh, to see Vosvik again, or is we just assuming he's for whatever reason just clearly third, and and that's just how it's going to be. I think he's clearly third. Any a desire to to see him get another start? Um, not really. <laughs> no, I I agree with everything Yak said. I mean, personally, I I prefer Jamali over Silva. Um, but I just, I mean, I was actually surprised more so to see wait in that this weekend for whatever reason, I just expected Silva, I guess, but, uh, you never know what Bob's going to do. You, you <laughs> never know what Bob's going to do that. Um, can we put down a shirt, <laughs> but we will, uh, we will move on from, from Tampa, um, Obviously, kind of a disappointing loss, but uh, is what it is. And we're going to transition into now that we're, you know, we've the Hounds have suffered a couple losses, but uh, eleven games in, still a, a, a decent record, decent look at the at the spot in the table. Could be a little bit better though. But I wanted to ask everyone, and I, I threw this out to everyone uh, before the podcast started to give one reason why you are still optimistic for this season and one reason why you are now cautious going forward. Uh, I will I will kick it off, both to give examples of what we were looking for or what I was looking for, and then to maybe give the guys who have not thought of anything yet a chance to think of their own ideas. But my reason to be cautious is that we still don't know the starting 11 for the Hounds after 11 games. Um, I think the only people you can really pencil in as, as guaranteed starters are uh, uh, Ardunez, uh, Griffin, Forbes, uh, and Dixon. And then Wheat, uh, wheat to, a, to a lesser degree. But everything else seems to be very up in the air. And... With the goalkeeper situation, it's you know the old adage with with the old throw ball. If you have two quarterbacks, you have none. You know, if we have two goalkeepers, do we have any? And at some point, these guys have to gel and, and know who they're playing with and and make those connections to to make a deeper run, uh, to find that that hot streak and and get ready for the postseason. With all that said, the, the contradict myself. If it is a case of Bob doesn't want them peaking at the right time, or he's willing to take more time into the into the season to to find his preferred eleven and then make those, uh, you know, get them humming uh, later in the year, then so be it. But it, it just seems weird to be this this far into the season and just not really know basically what half of your starting life is going to be on any given week. Uh, but then on. The other side of that, the reason I am still very optimistic for this season is simply this. First, second, third, fifth, and eighth. Those are the places of the teams we've faced on the road so far. Let me repeat that. First place, second place, third place, fifth place, and 
uh, I'm sorry, in ninth place. And then in a couple days, it's going to be sixth place. So we are going to have basically gone through all of the current playoff position, uh, playoff teams in the East, and we're going to be a third of the way through the year. So while we thought the schedule was going to be pretty easy for the Hounds to get going, uh, in terms of of a road schedule, it's going to get much, much easier for the last two-thirds of the year than it has been for the the opening third. Because, I mean, no one really thought Detroit was going to be this high. No one thought Memphis would be in first place right now. I mean, you knew Louisville was going to be there. You thought Tampa was going to be there. Um, and then Tulsa, which is currently sitting in ninth, uh, thought was they were going to be a bubble playoff team, and that's kind of what they are right now. But you still have you know to face on the road, and again, my, uh, Miami is going to be this weekend. After that, you're looking at Indy, who just lost their their lone uh, goalkeeper, who was doing uh, amazing things. Uh, away at Birmingham, who the Hounds have already beaten at home, and then. Uh, the bottom five of Hartford, Loudon, Hotlanta two, Red Bulls two, and then uh, the battery at the very, very bottom. Uh, so shoes, give me, give us one reason to be concerned and one reason to be optimistic. Well, <clears throat> I I did agree with you on the fact that you know it, it's it's honestly like we go into each game wondering what the starting 11 will be outside of the, you know, what you would consider the stars of the team, essentially. Uh, you know, and it, and it's not just simply somebody starting over, you know, somebody just play, starting on the bench. It's, is that person even in the lineup? Uh, you know, there's, there's a handful of guys, I'd say about six to eight of them, that you don't honestly know if they're going to be, you know, in the, in the lineup at all. And, you know, I I don't know if that really causes issues on the field. Uh, I'm not that savvy to chemistry and all that, but um, as far as uh, in in the goalie perspective of that, um, I will say looking back at my wonderful uh, past five seasons of stats that I have, (laughs) uh, it actually took until, uh, approximately a third of the way into the season, you know, 2020 was, was standing, uh, that we had a lot of, of keepers switch over. Uh, and it was until about that time that, that Bob seemed to really find who, who he trusted, who he wanted in net, you know, safer, for g- giving that guy a rest. Uh, but it's, it's not, it's not a super uncommon season. It, I know for me, it feels like um, it feels like we're giving up goals more than what seems to be like we have in the past. But I, you know, I just look back and at this point of the season, this is, you know, other than the 2018 season, which was insane as far as defense letting up goals goes, uh, the team really is on par or better than how they've been recently. And I don't know if it's just because this is the, just the start of the season. It, it, it seems to be that this is a trend. This, the start of the season is there's a lot of switch around on the, on the lineup. There's a lot of switch around in the, in the net. The team just takes a bit to, to, to get itself going. And, and I think 
like in previous seasons, getting that out of the way at the beginning is, is the, is the way to go. And that way you're ready for the end of the season. And I guess I kind of transitioned into my, my optimism there is that it's always better to have your problems at the beginning of the season than it is towards the end. Yeah, that, uh, I should have looked at the stats a little bit closer before uh, before recording, but I mean, <laughs> no, I mean I was looking at it before, but I'm kind of glancing through it here a little bit. But and no, and the, it's absolutely the truth. The truth is, if we have these issues in the first third, it's way better than the than the final third of the season. Um, Yak, what uh, what are you going to grace us with as as something positive and something concerning uh, a third of the way through the year? Um, so shout out to our last guest, Tim, for showing me the website footy stats where I'm pulling this stat from, uh, river hounds are still number one in the league in terms of expected goals for, so against everybody based on where they're getting possession, where they're getting shots from, they're creating the best and most chances in the league. So that's a positive sign overall. I think that'll fix itself out and, and the offense will get going again. Um, the last couple of weeks, though, um, at Tampa Bay notwithstanding, we're, we're getting good shots. Um, but our finishing is starting to freeze up a bit. And that's been our calling card since the Hounds really started getting good under Bob. They didn't always have a ton of possession. They didn't always have the most shots in the league. But holy crap, they would finish a ton of them. And we're starting to fade back down to earth. We're down to like 10th or something at this point. And normally we pace the league in that stuff. So, uh, and I would not expect this given our offseason signings and how loaded this offense was, especially to start the year, the first month, month and a half or so. Um, so two kind of contradictory things. It kind of depends on which way the offense pulls going forward. Uh, will the chances start, uh, start manifesting themselves into more goals or is this a sign that we don't have the ball enough and we're finally falling into the law of averages of shooting surprisingly well? That was a hell of a way to, to mix the, the optimism with the caution all, all kind of in the same thing. That was uh that was some quality work there, Yak. Well, thank you, Ghost. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Storino, have we, have we left anything for you or, or do we already pick over everything you were already thinking? Uh, the scraps that I got left over, kind of simple as far as optimism. Um, still very optimistic to see that, you know, as far as the Hounds roster goes, we have all-time leading scorer for the USL and all-time assist leader in the USL, and both of those guys are still putting up numbers. Uh, Dane Kelly currently sits at third. It's like a, I don't know, five- or six-way tie for third place as far as top scorers right now in the league. And Forbes, he's in like a – six-way tie for second place and assist second place and chances created so i mean you know canardo's still doing his thing um still doesn't seem like he really lost a step he had a you know not an off year last year but definitely seems like this year is a little bit more of a rebound year for him um so that's my optimism those two guys you know as the all-time score and the all-time assist they're still putting up big numbers in those respected categories uh caution for me the way i'm looking at the schedule the only thing i worry about 
is that West Coast swing at the very end of the season. Um, it's going to be hard if the Hounds don't get it together, you know, leading up to that. I think it's our last four or five games are all West Coast teams. So that means going into those games, if we're in a rough spot as far as the table goes, really can't gain spots by, you know, beating a team on the road or just beating, you know, winning a game. Whereas like, you know, if we, if we need a couple of points, you know, beating Louisville doesn't gain us three points on Louisville in the standings. Louisville can still play somebody else and get those three points. I mean, we're going to play Orange County, San Antonio, Sacramento, and Oakland for the remainder of the season. If, you know, if we go into those four games in a rough spot in the standings, you know, you're going to want to have results on all four of those games going into playoffs. And I think that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. For, for supposedly being scraps, that was, uh, that was some, some meaty scraps you threw out there for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. We're becoming, uh, we're becoming like a legitimate, uh, news inf- information source here. And I don't know how to handle that, but we will move yeah, on. You, what you saying that actually made me realize that my schedule on my spreadsheet was incorrect by having Hartford as the final home game for some reason. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Little, little, little bit of helpful there. Yeah, no, uh, no more. Yeah, Hartford already made their trip out here to the share. You, yeah, I don't you, know what you I made was the doing. first game, the last game, yeah, or the first home game. But uh, anyone, anyone want to comment on on someone else's uh, thoughts, positive or negative, or shall we move on? Bounce off your schedule. We're still perfect at home, but we've been we've only played weak as shit teams at home uh to be fair so it's going to kind of be a, a, a counterbalance in the final two-thirds half-ish of the season the teams we've hosted are currently ranked eighth 10th 11th 12th and uh el paso is like fifth in the west yeah but i was looking for reasons to be optimistic i wasn't looking to make pessimism out of my optimism <laughs> but there you are yak thanks man but we will uh, we will move on to previewing uh, the Miami. Uh, they currently sit sixth in the East. They um, have been a very inconsistent team, if you will. Looking through their their run, they did have a, a string of three wins and three, if you conclude their uh, their Open Cup win over Miami United in the second round. If you take that out, they've had no more than two two wins in a row or two losses in a row. So they've been a very streaky and, and choppy team. Uh, coming off a 4-0 win at Charleston this past Saturday. Um, I mean, they have some impressive wins. They have a, a road win over uh, over Memphis back in the late of April. They did win at Tampa back in the early part of April. Uh, did lose to Colorado Springs at home. Uh, drew against Loudon at home. Um, so, uh, and then lost at Louisville city in the second week of the, of the season. So hard to tell kind of how the, how they are shaping up or, uh, if they're at least going to be consistent this year, again, their lean score, they brought this up on, on Mongols is, uh, good old Romeo parks with, uh, on, on three so far this year. Uh, and this will be the first time that the, that the hounds will see Romeo parks, since he departed Highmark Stadium a couple seasons ago. 
So that could be uh, an interesting little uh, piece. Uh, even though, I'm not sure how many... Uh... Ooh, I didn't even think about that. How many, how many current players may have played with Romeo? Kenny Forbes? Maybe just Kenny. With his, when was his last year? 2018? Was Bob's first. So maybe just Kenny. Kenny's it. Yeah. But... Uh, Starino, what the what is what's your overarching thoughts on on the Miami going into this weekend? Um, I mean, realistically, I mean, Miami to me seems like they're going to be more of a matchup than we actually thought some of the other games were as far as matchups go. Um, Miami sitting in sixth. Um, I think I think this is going to be more of a measuring block for us than you know Louisville and Tampa Bay. Um, I think they're they're a very comparable team to us. So I I would I w- I'm not going to say expect a win, but I would really really think we can go in there and actually you know take some of that anger out on them uh, after losing in Tampa. I think Miami we're going to walk away with all three points. Yak, what are you what are you looking for in this matchup down at uh, the old Ricardo Silva Stadium? Uh, what I remember from last season, including one of the games that you and I went to down in Miami, was uh, how absolutely terrifyingly fast they were down the wings. Um, Miami loves that counter and is super fast on both sides. I think they play a similar way, even though they revamped some personnel. Um, so they lost I, Cheetah. They did lose Cristiano Francois, but... Uh, they 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 got some they got some good new players like uh, Kyle Murphy who I think was supposed to be their best player but maybe it's Romeo Parks. Um, the USL Tactics guy also really loves their goalkeeper, Captain Jack Sparrow. I think his first name is actually Connor, but I remember taunting him when he was at Highmark last year. Uh, he might be one of the best goalkeepers in the league uh, behind only like Kyle Morton. So it might be really annoying to score on him too. Uh, I'm not uh, thoroughly confident in this game. So I hope it'll be kind of come out and surprise him a little bit. I'm going to be very curious to see what the lineup is like, how we match up with their speed. Why? What the, what would you be looking for to, to counteract uh, Miami? Would they consider putting Rovira back out on the wing Instead of Dos Santos, where he's been the last couple of games, Rivera has been shifted into the middle. Um, and Dos Santos didn't look great uh, with the speed of Francois last he, two weeks ago. He, I, I didn't like his game last week. That's for sure. Um, uh, how are you going to start on the forward? Like, are, are you going to put Dequa or or Dane Kelly up top to start, or is is Cicerone going to be your lead guy again? Um, where are you going to put Dixon? He's been kind of inching up further forward the last couple of weeks instead of playing all the way out the back. Like the defensemen have kind of been lopsided a little bit the last couple weeks. Will they push Dixon back more? Something like that. Huh. Shoes. Where? Um, where? What are you looking at? Maybe from a stats perspective, or what? Uh, what, what about the Miami that has you concerned? Um, well, I specialize in our stats. Uh, I haven't actually kept my typical USL team spreadsheet as I normally do, or at least not yet to this point of the season. I kind of had the whole role where 
you don't look at the table. I don't, I don't do that spreadsheet until it's you're allowed to look at the table kind of thing. Because what's it really going to show, you know, 10 games into the season or so? Um, I, I just really like to see a solid away showing. I know, I know we discover that we've been playing a lot of better teams on the road and a lot of the weaker teams at home, and that can kind of skew what we think. But I do agree that we, we I think, match up with, with the Miami very well. Um, they do have Captain Jack Sparrow, and he is a tough goalie, as we've seen. He's really come into it playing for Miami, for whatever reason that is. Uh, and I, I just, I just want to see a, a strong showing. Uh, I don't know what kind of lineup we're going to see. Like we said, we don't, we we don't know what what we pull. Do you? I know, I know you guys want uh, Jamali in there. Do you? Do you? Do you put him? back in uh do you switch it up again you know you know we don't we don't know what bob will do uh yeah i i i'm not sure uh, what what can be done uh, i'm i'm kind of itching towards i'm actually kind of itching to see silva in there again um but who knows i don't disagree i don't disagree Okay, so here's my question for the for the group of most importance this week. If Romeo scores, does he backflip on the Hounds? Why wouldn't he? Yeah, against yeah. A, does he does he celebrate against a former team? Oh, absolutely. I don't think so. <laughs> Damn it! I mean, it's, it's, he, it's would he, <laughs> why would he not? <laughs> as you know, on the, because he, it's in Miami. I would say yeah, more likely. In would front he of do all, it at high? 300 of his fans. Yeah, would he do it in high mark? That's maybe a slightly different question. I don't know that he would. I still think he would. I I, I think it also depends on the status of the game. Like, you're not going to go out there and do it if you're scored a goal to, you know, bring you to 3-1, to one, down 3-1, to one, you know. You're not going to do that kind of thing. But I think if you're a go-ahead or a – or even a tying goal or whatever, you absolutely do your celebration. One hundred percent. I think Yost watches matter. I think Yost watches Jose Angulo never celebrate against us and assumes everybody's like that. I <laughs> I respect it. I respect it when he when he when he didn't do that. And um and I was a little miffed when, when Francois celebrated uh, last year when he played for uh for the Miami. So I don't Romeo's history with the Hounds is complicated. And uh <laughs> It is. It is rich. It is colorful. It is. It, it has its own Wikipedia entry. <laughs> but yeah, we will see that. Uh, that game is Saturday, seven o'clock. Back to a, a normal kickoff time, not the seven thirty of this past weekend. Again, that is down in Miami. So if you go to Highmark Stadium, there will not be a game to be seen. Uh, by all means, head on down to to Bulldog for to catch the game. Go down to. Uh, Mike's beer bar. I'm assuming the Hounds will still have their watch party going on down there, uh, or be able to just catch it on 22 The Point or ESPN Plus. Uh, but as we are getting to the end of May, that brings us into June, and June has traditionally been our uh, our Pride uh, Pride Month, Pride Razor, and shoes. You have been the the main architect of of all the all these. Th- 
the different things we have going on for that month. And um, we just wanted to bring you on here so you could uh, spread the good word about all things uh, Pride Razor and Pride Month uh, starting in just a week. Yeah, that's why you have me here, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're coming on this one, and then uh, we'll bring you back, you know, like 52 weeks from now or something like that. It'll be good. 52 weeks. I look forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in your uh, calendar now. Oh, it already is. I'm ready. <laughs> I already have the statute ready to go everything for that time. I'll be more prepared. I'll, I'll try to watch the game before before it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I know... Vesti was on, I can't remember how long ago that was that he was on and talked about it a little bit. Um, at least Pride Razor, that is. Uh, but yeah, this is our fourth year. Uh, 2020 didn't really count, but we, you know, we still, still made some donations. So uh, yeah, it's our fourth year. Um, Pride Razor was started a couple years ago by a person from northern guard detroit and the chattahooligans and it's it's a great website uh you essentially if, if you're not familiar with the way it goes down um typically uh you you know you base it off of the games that your team plays during pride month i mean it, it's up to every team every supporter group what they want to do but um this year we have gone with june as we have four games and then just to get a little extra in there i like to have five it just makes it a little nicer and more opportunities uh i did add the friday july 1st game against the red bulls too so essentially you you make a pledge on our website which is very easy to remember steelarmy.prideraiser.org obviously on our socials we'll have the link out there everywhere uh you go on you make a pledge uh, and your pledge counts as a per goal pledge. So if you uh, pledge five bucks per goal and the Hounds score 10 goals in those five games, like they did last year, uh, your pledge would be 10 bucks or 10 bucks. I can't do math. 50 bucks. Uh, so you just, uh, at the end of the month, the Pride Razor platform sends an email to everybody that pledged and with a donation link and simple as that you go on you make your donation that is that um the this year we're sticking with the persad center as our beneficiary um, we got in contact with them last year and it's a fantastic uh, organization here in pittsburgh and they also have an office in washington pa as well uh, just to give the rundown of what they are, uh, you know, reading off the teleprompter. Persad Center is a community-based mental health and substance abuse outpatient counseling center that works to improve the lives and well-being of the LGBTQ plus community and people living with HIV AIDS through counseling, psychiatry groups, and social support for the youth and senior population. Uh, so what's good about this year is we're actually having Pride Night in June. <laughs> as weird as that sounds. Um, I know it's been a, a battle every year. Uh, we've had it in October. We've had it in September, August, you know. But this year, it is actually in June. 
So it will be June 25th. That is our home game versus Tampa Bay. Uh, and at that game, um, I unfortunately will not be there, which makes this all very fun. <laughs> we will have our pride scarves that we had last year. Uh, I think we ordered another 100 or so. So we'll have those available for those that you might not got, might not have gotten them, want to buy more. All profits of those will go along with the donation um, at the end of the uh, well at the end of the month uh, to Persad Center. Uh, that plus our merchandise sales for the month of June and basically any other donation money we get during the whole month will be all be donated by us through the Still Army at the end of the month. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> last year was fantastic. It was our biggest donation to this point. Uh, we had 240 some per goal, I believe, pledged. Uh, the Hounds had a little, little slow of a year with only 10 goals, which which seemed unusual, uh, but we that gave us 2,400 donated through the Pride Razor platform. And then between Merch and Scarves, we were able to donate another, I think it was another $1,100. So all in all, I mean, we hit $3,500 last year just to Persad, and we split the Scarf sales with the Stonewall Alliance, who was another partner organization for last year's Pride Night. And we gave them us another seven hundred dollars. So I mean, all in all, we we raised over four thousand dollars to to donate between those two organizations. This year, uh, we will be supporting the Pittsburgh Equality Center, PAGH Equality Center. Um, they will receive. A uh, portion of the donations from our merchandise and scarf sales. And then Pride Razor, of course, will all be to Persad. So that covers most of it, I believe. Uh, is there anything anybody can think of that I may have missed? <laughs> when are, uh, I may have missed this uh, previously, but when we are kicking off the the campaign what day are we trying to do this? Kicking off the Pride Razor campaign? Yes. We're announcing... Oh, right now. Are we we're doing... We're right pushing now. it out. It's... This is the announcement right now? Yeah. Uh, our members got an uh, announcement in the our, our members-only email <laughs> earlier today. Uh, the Pride Razor campaign is live. You can visit steelarmy.prideraiser.org right now and make your pledge. Uh so, Default pledge is four dollars and twelve cents. You know, because you gotta gotta rep the city, of course. Uh, but you can make it any amount you want. Uh, we've had twenty dollars. We've had one dollar. You know, don't obviously commit to something crazy. And you know, hey, sometimes the hounds score little goals. Sometimes the hounds score a lot of goals. Well, like that first year, they they At they went fifteen. Yeah, they it was kind of a, a bleak year. offensive output, and then all of a sudden June hit and they went nuts. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the end of the month, uh, as long as it's before midnight, I believe on June 30th, you are able to go edit your pledge. So, you know, if the Hounds score five goals, 
and you're like, oh, well, man, I only pledged $1. I don't want to give five bucks. You can go in and edit it to be higher. Or if you pledge 20 and they score 20 goals for some crazy reason, <laughs> you know, you can go in and be like, oh, man, I can't drop $400. You can go in and change it, make it a little more reasonable. But it is nice to just, if you just go in, make your pledge now, it gives us a good idea of how the, you know, how everything's going. And then we'll, we'll be pushing out the uh, the tally board after every game and all that stuff like we've done previously? Uh, yep. I have the little scoreboard that I made up last year all ready to go. And, yep, that'll go out on the socials. If not, right after the game, at, le- at least the following day. The day or following yeah, I, Monday. Think I, I think we were doing it the day after um, yeah. previous years. After the game, there's, there's too much going on. Yeah, and I need to, you know... Do- Photoshopping and all that fun yeah, stuff. There's work. There's no. I got, no one, time. No I got time for that. No one's working <laughs> after the Hounds game. Come on now. No, that's for sitting in the parking lot or hopefully celebrating. So we will be able to link to uh, Pride Razor. We'll throw some out on social media starting, uh, I guess, Pride the day you're hearing this podcast on Thursday. And then we'll With, also. Whenever be, you please. Yeah, and then also. Uh, the link for for the shirts as well. Oh yeah, I didn't even bring those up. I guess. Oh uh, yeah. This year we By did a, bring those up as well. This year we did a uh, pronoun style design. Um, so you may, if you've traveled down to the <laughs> strip district and seen the lovely vendors down there, you know there is a shirt going around that says "Yins is a gender neutral pronoun." Uh, very Pittsburgh-esque. So uh, a little play on that. We have three different designs th- for this year. We have a they, them, yins, he, him, yins, and she, her, yins to represent your chosen pronouns, uh, whatever you identify as. And we have a ton of different things, you know, varieties of shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, even like a poster, a mug, you know, in various colors, all these different items so uh we will also include out our teespring link which make sure you go through everything because there is a ton of options out there and uh yeah the sooner you order obviously the better there is rush shipping uh to get it by the game on the home game on june 4th um but you know if you don't want to spend that money that's cool too you'll have it for pride night on the 25th and we'll be able so. to push that link out as well, uh, I guess, starting tomorrow. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Uh, Serino, yeah, anything we may have missed uh, We may have missed here? No, other than uh, I know shoes, you were the one that designed those shirts. I think they look great. So that's really my only comment to follow up on that. I really like the design of the T-shirts. Well, thank you, kind sir. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, we will transition from that uh, into our normal, uh, even though Logan's not here, our Wednesday wager whip around segment thing, however you want to say it. Um, let's see. Uh, Starina, how about you kick us off? What uh, what did you look up for uh, for this week? What is your, your go-to wager? So this week I went with Houston to score first. 
I put down uh, that game for one unit. And I think LAFC is going to win. I put that the two units. As everybody knows, I'm not really the betting type. So I don't know what the odds are. Those are just what I'm feeling is going to happen. Never know the odds. <laughs> never know the odds. Yep. Never know the odds. Um, yep. I just uh, go in blind with what I feel. And I looked at it kind of late. I really wanted to get some action on the Miami Orlando game. And uh, I probably would have went the Miami win route. And uh, it's looking like I think they lost in pens. So I'm glad I looked late and did not take that. You went, um, what'd you say you were taking? I took uh, Houston to score first and LAFC to win. Uh, Houston score first was one unit. LAFC to win two units. LAFC was plus 180 for that. And I can't quickly find the Houston one on me here, but we'll uh, we'll move on to, to Yak. With the... My Houston one already hit, by the way. Oh. I'm looking at that That's currently. Right. So. Correct. Hey, oh. Uh, Yak, what uh, what you got? Uh, I did not look these up prior, so I'm just kind of winging it. I'm on a... Uh, bracket pool kind of thing for the open cup on reddit so i gotta go with what my picks were i think sacramento is gonna upset san jose i think that's like a plus 170 i'm seeing it uh at uh, plus 190 cool excellent even better and then uh i assume the galaxy lafc game is gonna be dumb and nuts so i will go over three and a half over three and a half which is plus 145. That's not a huge number for three and a half. Well, cool. So, yeah, I'll do those both for one uh, one unit each. Yes. Well, my I'm also going uh, U.S. Open Cup El Trafico, and probably along the same lines you're thinking. You have uh, the over three and a half goals. I'm putting all three of my, my units this week on both teams to score which is at a, a hefty negative 195, but it, uh, uh, as you said, there's there's there going to be goals in this game, and they're going to be spread out a little bit. So uh, it's yeah, not not a, a sexy underdog or uh, or high uh, high payout pick, but three units, both teams to score in El Trafico, minus 195. Uh, uh, shoes, I think we're, we kind of sprung this pro on you a little late. Is there anything you'd like to throw out there, or uh, should we just move on? Uh, I would say move on because I have about a 3% understanding of what you're even talking about. So. Fair enough. Fair I think every year enough. I ask you exactly what the odds mean and how they work, and then I forget within three days. That happens. Yeah, so. I only got about a 10% understanding of what we're doing, so I just blurt things out. <laughs> I just say words. Uh, yep. In that case, let's let's get to the uh, Steel Army uh, news segment. Again, the, this weekend, they are at the Miami, as we've already been talking about, 7 o'clock kickoff. Uh, go find uh, either Bullhead, uh, uh, Bulldog or uh, Mike Spearbar, or find your local place and convince them to put on 22 The Point and uh, put some soccer in your, you know, spread the good word by, by way of your local bar. Uh, after that, the week after, the home match against Detroit, uh, Sounds like Detroit's going to be rolling in at least with 20 people, probably more. Uh, so invite your friends, invite your family. Let's get everyone down there. Make it a, uh, a bit of an atmosphere. Uh, not be afraid to get down there early. Let's uh, let's pack the West parking lot uh, a couple hours beforehand and uh, 
Check out the tailgate zone. Check out the tailgate zone trademark. <laughs> Actually, not trademarked as we already discussed. Um, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. We need to bring that. Uh, that just, could be a whole other pod. Just saying, <laughs> we're being we're being very lazy about it right now, Riverhounds. But uh, tailgate zone is not, is not trademarked at the moment, so you guys should go grab it before we decide to grab it and. Uh, and and declare our tailgate the actual tailgate zone trademark and uh, and make you make a change. So Vic will find. And who's to say that uh, Storino doesn't make a weekly podcast of his own called the Tailgate Zone? Storino, are you making a weekly podcast called the Tailgate Zone? <laughs> I'm not saying that I threw a couple bucks to a buddy to get me a theme song, but uh, I mean, hey, it could happen sooner versus later. Sweet. Uh, Week after, uh, we're gonna do a nice proper watch party. This was uh, shoes. You're pushing for this for June 11th as the Hounds go down to Charleston, take on the Battery. It's an Old Guard Shield night, and uh, so the Old Guard Shield is currently installed, if you will, uh, on display at Bulldog Pub. So we'll be there uh, for the first leg of the Old Guard Shield 2022 edition. Should be a good old, good old time, Charleston. Currently dead last in the in the East, and uh, if you listen to last week's uh, show, you you probably heard my thoughts on on all things Charleston Battery, and then just announced today on uh, the dispatch that Shoes mentioned the the email we sent out to uh, to the membership, we are we are looking at taking a bus to Loudon for the Loudon away day. Uh, Shoes, you want to fill some people in on that? Yeah. Um... So some people may know uh, fellow Steel Army member Dave Ford. He uh, is a bus driver for the, gosh, I can never get Mon it right. It's Mid- Midmon Valley Transportation Authority, the MMVTA. Like <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, he brought up to us, uh, it was, of you know, he came to us, said that we have the option of renting a school bus through his company with the request of him as, as our driver, uh, you know, for a, a day trip to, to Loudon and in the dispatch, I, you know, we, we, we obviously want some, some interest here. we want to gauge our interest of our group. Um, so in the dispatch, there's a simple little form. It has yes or no, if you're interested, and options on how much you think you would be interested in spending on the trip. Um, yeah, so it would be a day trip. It is Sunday, September 4th. Uh, that is the Sunday of Labor Day weekend, but, uh, you know, most of us are likely off work on Monday. So, you know, nice little, nice little Sunday trip to, to an airport in the middle of Maryland. Good old Segra Field, where apparently they, they do have running water at now, so that's a plus. Oh, we're really selling this bus trip, aren't we? Technological <laughs> trendsetters, school yeah. bus, and there will be running water. We at think, our we think. I'm not. Don't, don't. We, we assume there's running water at our destination. Yeah, we, uh, the war on the street is they is they got some plumbing now. So, uh, but I think they're still using a shipping shipping container as a as the lock rooms. So. Who knows? But yes, uh, it'll be nice. It's been years since we will do a, do a bus trip, and uh, hopefully we can make it make it work uh, for the last time. The Hounds will ever have to go to Loudon, as all signs point to them going to MLS Next Pro next year. 
But uh, yeah, that should uh, we should really make a push to to get that to happen. If you've never done the bus trip, I kind of talked about this uh, before the scene started. If you've never done a bus trip, they are fun. They are special. They are unique. They are great social and and camaraderie building type of of days. So if uh, if you can make the bus trip happen uh, for you, um, sign your ass and 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 get on the bus. Uh, yeah. Well, we uh, probably need to start closing this bad boy up. We're getting getting close to the hour mark here. Um, we'll go quickly with uh, with what we learned tonight. Uh, uh, Yak, what what did we learn tonight? Omaha is advancing in the Open Cup. What? Oh. A two-one upset, second straight MLS road win. They're going to the quarterfinals. Whole. Is there so there's a good chance Omaha goes further than any championship team? Yeah, because only Sacramento's left. They play later tonight. Although you're calling for a Sacramento upset, so upset in name only. San Jose is pretty bad, but they did knock off Seattle last round. So, but so yeah, if if Union that wasn't a real game. If Union <laughs> advances further than any second division team, do they get both the prize money for furthest advancing third and second division? Because I feel like they should. They should get like at least half of championships, right? Because they might th- that might get split between Louisville and and Sacramento tonight. But correct, give it all to Union. Give it all to Omaha. That's nuts. And we were joke before we started recording. We were it was at halftime, and we were joking that Omaha was at twenty six percent possession. And I just pulled up their stats. Now they finished the game at twenty seven percent. One hundred nineteen accurate passes to Minnesota's five hundred six. 119 <laughs> that's it oh my well that's accurate passes it's not all passes but to be look fair. <laughs> it says 50 that was 50 50 only 53 percent of their oh. passes were accurate as compared to 82 percent for minnesota's and they, they had so about they had 200 passes <laughs> i mean this obviously is a bit um uh, subjective according to fall they had zero big chances <laughs> Oh, I cannot wait to see. I cannot wait to see. Beautiful. Uh, oh, Hootie Hoot. Man, why, why, why isn't Logan on this week? This, this he was is probably, prime, he was prime supposed opportunity. to be on. He's probably sad watching that game now. Yeah. Can you imagine if he was on for this? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Logan's sad in mood. <laughs> <laughs> we, do, we do have we it. We have it. Oh, that might be the podcast team tonight. <laughs> Note yourself. Sad emote. Logan, sad emote. Nice. Uh, Storino, what did we learn tonight? Uh, as far as tonight, uh, not too much, but I will say, as far as what I learned this week, um, basically twice I learned this week that uh, Bulldog Pub is really no joke. Went there last week for the uh, board meeting. Um, good food, good beer, good atmosphere. I really like the place. Um, and then the very next day, oddly enough, somebody from Toronto reached out to me, um, looking for a place to watch the AC Milan game when they visited Pittsburgh. I was camping and unfortunately couldn't make it, but I suggested checking out Bulldog Pub and, uh, he had a blast. He said, uh, Jesse there really showed him a good time. So shout out Jesse, shout out Rick from Toronto coming down to watch AC Milan win the Scudetto over the weekend. And, uh, yeah, Bulldog Pub. It's uh, 
it's worth checking out. So I highly suggest everybody goes to a watch party. Uh, that could be this week, or that could be uh, for the for the OGS. old guard shield. Yeah, the the gold uh, old guard shield on the eleventh. Uh, shoes. What did we learn tonight? Uh, we learned that we still don't know the status of this team. <laughs> um, the next few weeks are going to be a real, a real test to see where we stand. And, uh, we need to keep that shield in its beautifully made shadow box in the upper right corner of Bulldog pub. Because without it there, it's gonna look real empty. Oh, that would be that'd be so. a very empty uh, display case if the, if the old guard shield was not in anymore. We'd have to find new new uh, trinkets to put in there in its place. Uh, yeah, I learned dig up the Keystone Cup. Well, I we think gotta we gotta put it there. It'd have to find its way out of Highmark Stadium under the cover of, da- of yeah, darkness. They would, I think they would never know. Maybe. But then they actually, <laughs> someone from the Hound shows up from one of our watch parties and sees it's in there all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, I learned that in previous years, it's been around 12 games when Bob finds his 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 keeper for the year. I thought it was a little bit sooner than that. But uh, thanks to Shoes and his, his yearly uh, stat sheet, uh, that was what I learned tonight. Well, I may say I learned it because Shoes said it during the podcast. So thank you, Shoes. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Anyone else have anything else to say before we, uh, we wrap this bad boy up? Or is it me, Elon? Go Hounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will have one more final thing about Pride Razor and everything. First of all, go make a pledge. But I will say right here, and what this will see if if you got listeners, and if they listened this far into the, into the episode. Ooh. Unlikely, at, but go ahead. At June 25th, the Pride Night game, at the tailgate, if, you, if, if you're listening to this and you would like a, well, essentially a free scarf, walk up to our, our merch table, show who's ever there that you have made at least a $25 direct donation to Persad. Show the receipt, and you will get a free Pride Razor scarf this year's is a Trans Live Matters design. So there you go. If you hear this, first person that does that, free scarf. I w- you expect not only for them to be listening for this entire show, but also to remember that for a month. Yeah. This is the- if you want a free scarf, you'll do it. You got you got you got cross some bridges if you want some free stuff, man. Just like how yeah, Logan I'm offered free beer for the Detroit game, and that never see nothing came of it. <laughs> he didn't go to the game. <laughs> that he didn't go to the game. I mean, I was ready to buy beers on his behalf, and and no one took him up on the offer. So, oh well. Um, yeah, it's time to take the time to take this bad boy home. Uh, we'd like to thank the beautiful Game Network for providing the online hosting of Houndsy. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at bgn.fm. The Hounsey theme music was composed and performed by Rocketman and the Space Babies. Check them out at facebook.com slash spacebabiespgh. The show is produced by Joe Majorak. Email the show at steelarmypgh at gmail.com and put podcasts in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. On behalf of Yak, Dorino, and Shoes, I'm Dan Yost. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon.